Welcome to the Conscious Culture Cafe, the podcast that explores how you can lean into your purpose, live your values, and enhance your social impact through your work. I'm your host, Kathy Miller Perkins. Today, we have Scott Collins back to talk about another one of his ventures. You'll remember that Scott is the president of FMS Facilities Management Services, and we had the opportunity to speak with him at length about how he took his company towards becoming a B Corporation. But he has another role today that he's going to talk about that should be useful to all of you who would like to become certified or would like to move in the direction of a mission-driven company but don't know exactly where to go for help or what to do. So welcome Scott Collins back. He's going to talk to you about Canopy, which is a nonprofit that can help businesses like yours. Scott? Yeah, well, thanks for having me back. It's always good to be here. Yeah, so Canopy is a nonprofit organization that is really aiming to put Kentucky on the leading edge of what we'll call the, the good mo- business movement mm-hmm. that's occurring right now. You see it showing up uh, in a number of different ways, whether it be public benefit corporations, benefit corporations, triple bottom line businesses. Uh, there's just so many different names right now. Are they all the same? Uh, I don't think they're all the same, but uh, there are <clears throat> there are different approaches to what we'll say are common denominators. Okay. And those common denominators being, you know, operating business in an open and honest way. Um, taking on some of our toughest social and environmental challenges, sort of reframing the concept of business to uh, to where we as business owners recognize that it's our responsibility to take on some of the tough social and environmental challenges we're facing. Okay. So you have actually, FMS has two certifications, correct? One with B-Labs and then with the state? Yeah. The Public Benefit Corporation is not a certification. Okay. It's, it's much like a filing that you do with the state. Mm-hmm. And instead of Facilities Management Services, Inc., we are facility, Facilities Management Services, PBC, Public Benefit Corporation. I see. So it doesn't affect any tax. Uh, you know, there's no tax repercussions at all. Um, we're still file as an S Corp. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it does require that we change our corporate documents mm-hmm. uh, and uh, commit to pursuing a social or environmental mission. Okay. Well, it sounds like that could be complicated. Um, and my understanding is one of your reasons for founding Canopy, being mm-hmm. the founder and the CEO of Canopy, is to help businesses get through this whole process. Can you just say more about the mission of Canopy and yeah. what you offer in terms of services to companies? Yeah, sure. So Canopy is, uh, is really trying to create an environment in Kentucky that is hospitable to the social entrepreneur. Um, so, you know, it's not just about the Canopy program, which is um, a process by which we help guide companies mm-hmm. um, through the integration of uh, becoming a more socially or environmentally conscious business. Uh, the idea being that we move companies um, from the space of intuitively doing good to intentionally doing good. Mm-hmm. We, we help guide them through the process of finding a social or environmental mission, incorporating that into their culture, eventually executing that mission in some way, and then measuring the success of that, uh, those programs, mm-hmm. and then reporting on that. And then, of course, along the way, during that trajectory, we look at the culture of the company 
to make sure that internally they're doing the right things, they're treating people well, mm-hmm. uh, and also looking at the leadership of the company to make sure that they're walking the walk right. as they move through this process, and also looking at uh, some of the elements of governance uh, and process to make sure that they also reflect the values that we're espousing. Okay, so if you, it looks like you're covering a lot of bases there with these mm-hmm. companies. Do, how do you provide support to them? Do you, do you train? Do you, what, what kind of support do you offer? So as a company is moving through the Canopy program, they will have access to a Canopy curriculum that will mm-hmm. uh, teach them or provide opportunities, uh, examples, uh, provide opportunities for exposure to ways of doing the things that we're asking. Um, So that will be accessible online. Um, And yes, we'll have uh, other support mechanisms, um, but some of those will be monetized. Others will be come with the process, come with the deal. So, you know, that's one component of Canopy. Another big piece of what Canopy does is around education. And we really look at our educational division as having three major pieces. One, we just mentioned, and that is the curriculum that is tied to the Canopy Certified Program. Mm -hmm. Another piece is what we call sort of the general curriculum, and that is uh, executed through the Canopy Traveling Roadshow. And that's where we'll go across the state to different spaces, um, and we'll just discuss the greater movement, uh, what's happening across the states, what's happening across the globe, around that sort of redefining of, of business, redefining capitalism. Uh, and the idea that, you know, the shareholder supremacy is, is sort of dwindling and what we're moving to is more a state of uh, all stakeholders being considered in our exchanges and in our business. Um, so that is part of the general curriculum. Um, it's also uh, will, you know, c- contain data around um, consumer spending habits that we see showing up, um, you know, be it around the localized business movement, about how consumers are becoming more awake to who they're buying from, the companies that they're buying from, and, you know, also, uh, you know, the data around the millennial generation and, and the fact that people are becoming more aware of who they want to work for. You know, that not only do they want to buy from companies that are behaving well, but they want to work for companies that are behaving well. So, um, you know, the general curriculum will be around that, creating sort of a... Um, maybe what you would call a consumer awareness, consumer consciousness of this sort of movement. And the third leg of our curriculum is what we call the academic curriculum. And that's where we're going to get into high schools and our universities to teach sort of social entrepreneurialism uh, and this new way of doing business to our students. Do we have anything like this in Kentucky now in any of the schools or is this completely new? Uh, no, we do. We have um, professors that are teaching classes around sustainability and some going into social entrepreneurialism. Uh, and uh, we don't have any programs necessarily at this point. Um, a couple of universities are moving in that direction. And you're going to help. Right? I hope so. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, why Kentucky? I know that your business is here, so that's mm-hmm. probably one reason, but do you have any other reasons to be focused specifically on Kentucky? Uh, besides my business being here, besides yeah. being born and raised here? Ah, uh, okay, yeah, there's that, yeah. of course. Um, I, I, I'm not sure uh, that there's anything beyond that. I, I guess suppose you could be born and raised somewhere and not care for it that much, uh, so I will guess I'll go beyond that in saying that 
I love my state and I love the diversity here. I love the, the history and I love sort of our, our tale and what, you know, Daniel Boone and George yeah. Rogers Clark, you know, yeah. I love uh, who we are as a state. I love the industries that are prominent in this state. I just love this sort of mix of North and South mm -hmm. uh, that we have going on and uh, this wonderful sort of urban and rural mix that's Quite that's mix. really interesting yeah. yes so and and in an earlier conversation that i had with you you talked about another piece of canopy in terms of attracting companies to kentucky could you say more about that yeah sure um you know one of the end games of canopy is to create this environment so if we really talk about the intentions of canopy we've spoken about two of them and one is the education. The mm -hmm. second is the idea of the Canopy program to help guide companies. Uh, and then a third intention is to create a very solid network of folks that are you know, aware of, interested in, a part of this good business movement. Mm -hmm. And what we wanna do is create a very strong network that's attractive um, to existing businesses to help them stay on the path and, and inspire them to continue uh, pushing themselves to solve more problems and to get better at what they do. But also, ultimately, we want to create an attractive space to where we draw startups or we bring other companies to uh, our state because of the work that we've done. So the idea is, is that we become a hotbed for social and environmental entrepreneurs. What a wonderful goal to have for a state that yeah. needs a goal, yes. an inspiring goal like yeah. yours. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, we like to consider ourselves just one tool in the toolbox of trying mm -hmm. to solve some of our toughest problems. Um, do you know of any other organizations elsewhere in other states, or is this a unique first? Yeah, you know, I don't think that anything we're doing is all that unique or our first, you know, there are different manifestations of the work that we're doing in different states. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it's driven by the B Lab, the B Corp group, uh, where they're getting more localized uh, in some of the different states. They have um, sort of champions that are taking on the initiative at the state level. Um, there are a couple of other organizations that are diving into uh, entrepreneurial space, creating ecosystems for entrepreneurs, social mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not claiming to have, we're not claiming to have created anything all that new, um, but what we are doing is creating something that's for Kentucky. Yes, and that's important. That's right. important to me because I also live in Kentucky. So right. Right. I'm glad you're here. Right. Right. <laughs> so are you already working with some businesses or are you still in the development stages of Canopy? Right. So we are very much still in the development phases. Um, we've recently hired two more people to our staff to bring us up to eight now, which is great. Yes. Um, you know, we, we've received some funding and we're in the process of developing the Canopy program. Um, we have a couple of wonderful people that are focusing on that. Uh, we're also working towards hiring our educational director, which would really speed up the process of creating that, those curriculums yes. that I were talking to yes. you about, that I was right. talking to you about. And um, currently it's really about, it's a startup. It's very much a startup. It's really about finding the right people, creating the frameworks, getting a really solid message down, getting very clear about what our intentions are, what the work we're gonna do. And we've done all that. And, you know, I really think over the next 
uh, six months, things are accelerating. Our goal is to have eight to 10 companies going through the Canopy program uh, in beta testing in uh, February of next year. Ooh, that's yeah. soon. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and will those companies be startups or will they be existing businesses that want to transform or do you know yet? Right. So what we do know is we're going to have a diverse representation uh, and that diversity will show up in terms of geography, where they are from the state. Oh, It'll okay. show up in terms of industry. It'll show up in terms of the size of the company and it will show up in terms of whether they're a conversion, an existing company that wants to move in this direction or whether they're a startup. So we'll have a little bit of everything. So you have criteria for the first round that you're trying to seek out certain characteristics of yeah, companies for the first round. Obviously, we want a diverse representation so that we get mm -hmm. feedback from multitude of perspectives. So, right. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's switch just a little bit and talk about, since you're developing a program uh, through Canopy, if you were at this point to advise, let's say, a startup, let's mm -hmm. just start there, on how to, what are the first steps? What are the first steps in getting organized around a mission or a purpose? How would you advise a company to begin that process? So I, to me, it really comes down to identifying a problem you want to solve. So, you know, you can either have a product or service in mind that isn't inherently linked to, you know, making the world a better place. I mean, you know, you could argue that just about every product or service is making the world a better place, you know, from making a video game, it, you know, mm -hmm. gives people happiness and joy yeah. uh, to running a cleaning company, which ultimately right. makes spaces cleaner so people can live healthier lives. Um, so, you know, identifying what, what is that problem you want to solve uh, out there in the world? How do you want to make the world a better place beyond just job creation? Yeah. Um, and really zeroing in on that. What, what is your passion? Uh, because certainly, you know, the more in alignment you, you are with what you're pursuing, uh, the more likely it is you're going to stick with it and, and really go for it. So, you know, consider that, obviously. Uh, and now, you know, the other thing, too, is, is that, you know, some people, you know, think that their product or service has to be this really obvious contribution to making the world a better place. That's not necessarily so. And, you know, so, for example, you know, my janitorial company, you don't necessarily think of that as uh, contributing to the, the betterment of the world. Uh, so what we did is we added layers on top of that. We added a social mission on top of that around providing access and opportunity for our employees and helping the communities where they're from um, thrive. So then on top of uh, just running the janitorial service and cleaning buildings, we're working towards retaining employees and getting them excited about work by providing uh, programming for them to uh, allow them to lead healthier uh, lives. Uh, so that's, that's sort of a, a way of, of incorporating that social mission uh, beyond just the service or the product you're offering. Right. So, yeah. so I take it then for a startup or even for an existing business for that, uh, for purposes of what you're talking about, you don't have to, a company doesn't have to try to do major globe changing work in order to be socially yeah. responsible or mission driven. You can be more local. You can be more circumscribed. Is that, is that yeah. what, what you're saying? Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, to me, um, you know, one of the things that's really exciting about the work that we're doing is we do have some focus on small and mid-sized businesses. And I truly believe that, you know, we know that small and mid-sized businesses account for over half uh, 
of of you know sort of the economic wealth that we have, right. um, be it human capital or financial capital. Right. Um, and I really feel like that that's an untapped resource. And see, I just have this vision of just imagine if we can get you know hundreds and hundreds of companies across Kentucky, um, small and mid-sized companies that are solving some problems that are working towards that. And, you know, I always say, you know, it, it, the problem could be in the neighborhood that, you know, there's a number of, uh, of single parents that, that can't afford things for their kids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it could be giving haircuts when school starts, you know. Um, but, you know, an important piece of this, uh, the reminder is, is that, you know, as you consider your social or environmental mission, you, you want to make sure that you're doing something and you're doing it in a way that allows you to be financially viable. So right. the idea is isn't simply just giving something away because you care about something, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice and yes, that's important, of course. Uh, but we, we need to stay in business um, yes. so we can continue to do that. So the idea is, is to identify programs and ways of engaging your social or environmental mission so that it allows you to succeed financially. Yeah. Um, so that's an important component. You know, for example, you know, over at FMS, you know, we developed sort of a hierarchy to decide whether we should pursue a program, mm -hmm. uh, a partnership with a nonprofit, uh, a social program to, to help our people, our community. And, you know, the, the, the highest level in the hierarchy is, is does it provide a direct measurable benefit for our people, and does it provide a direct financial benefit to the company? So those are the home runs. Yeah. You know, the, the next one is, does it provide a direct measurable benefit for our people, and does it provide an indirect financial benefit to our company? And what we call indirect financial benefits are things like exposure, um, you know, potential customers, uh, those sorts of things. And then, you know, the hierarchy, as you can imagine, just goes further and further down, right. you know, yeah. to more indirect benefits, not measurable. Uh, that sort of thing. So the idea being as we choose what programs and what things to do in terms of our social or uh, environmental mission, we're really aiming for this, this sort of program that can provide us that direct measurable benefit for, for that social mission that we're trying to achieve uh, and provide that financial benefit. That's yeah. really interesting. It's so some companies talk about their social mission in terms of charitable giving and volunteerism, but I think you're talking about something quite different. Could you could you talk about that? Is volunteerism and charitable giving part of what you do, or is it different? Yeah. What's well, different about we it? We certainly are involved in charitable giving, but we also put it through the same filter that we put through our social programming. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we we've really zeroed in as to where our charitable giving is going to go. And usually our charitable giving goes to nonprofit organizations that we're partnering with. Oh. Uh, and, and our partnerships, understand, are on an operational level. So we're, we're, we're partnering with nonprofits in order to provide benefits typically to our employees uh, or the communities where they work. Do you have uh, an example? So, yeah, sure. Uh, we partner with a local nonprofit called um, new roots and uh, we when we surveyed our employees last and asked them uh, what what they're interested in what they what could help them um, 
physical health, eating healthier was one of the markers that came up. So we didn't know a lot about that. So we decided that we would partner with a local nonprofit that creates what are called fresh stop marketplaces. Uh, and you can buy shares of fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, enough for a family of four for two weeks. Uh, and she uses local farmers and gives them a sustainable revenue source. And uh, we heavily subsidize um, those shares. Uh, our employees pay $5 uh, on payday Fridays, and they come and they get their fresh fruits and vegetables. And mm -hmm. we've created a, an experiential um, moment in that we'll have chefs there teaching how to cook. We'll have different foods, and we'll have educational moments where they learn about the, the fruits and vegetables and what their uses are and how they affect your body. Um, so it's really a nice, a nice thing, and the employees um, enjoy it. They uh, talk about, uh, well, I mean, the proof's in the pudding in the numbers, right? It started off with 18 to 20 families, and I think we're at 65 this year, oh my, 68. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. So it's different than just writing a check and giving it to the nonprofit and saying, go do, do good. It's not like that, that's what you're correct. talking about. Very much so. Our, our people, uh, our leaders are the ones... Uh, uh, alongside volunteers from the nonprofit that that run the show. So mm -hmm. you'll see our leadership engaged in uh, putting up the fresh stop, um, distributing the fruits and vegetables, and mm -hmm. just being a part of the way it's executed. So uh, it's really a full integration of the nonprofit and the, and the for-profit. Um, the lines get really blurred as to mm -hmm. who's offering the services, and it's a, and it's a wonderful partnership. It's very different. Yeah. Than, than companies that write checks. Correct. Um, right. It sounds much more strategic to me. It sounds like what you're talking about, and I'm assuming that this is going to be true for what you what you support with Canopy, right. is it's a more integrated, more strategic approach to doing good because you're emphasizing making money and doing good, not just sort of a bolt-on, oh, by the way, we're going to use some of our profits and help nonprofits. Yeah. Would that be a fair characterization? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly not an afterthought okay. in any way. Um, our, our, what you might call our doing good, our charitable component, um, is really embedded within our business model. Um, yeah. You know, we're at the point where we can truly say that it has allowed for our successes and it must continue in order for us to be who we are. So it is no longer a, we had a good year, let's write a bigger check sort of mentality, right. uh, you know, uh, or sitting in a, in a room and identifying, okay, who are the people we want to help? And at the end of the year, writing a check to do that, or mm -hmm. even taking it beyond asking our people to volunteer for those specific organization. It's fully integrating um, these programs mm -hmm. into the way we do business. When you started doing this, did you get any pushback from anybody, any of your stakeholders, uh, shareholders, boards, anything? Any pushback? Um, yes, I, yes, I did. I mean, there were there were certainly some people within my organization, and even you know, sort of peripheral related to my organization, that you know, sort of had the crossed arms and like, you know, what are you doing here? That's nice, but yeah. you know, what, why? You know, uh, this this not. I think it's lovely that you're doing it, but I don't see how it's really going to help your business. Um, and it was, you know, as with most things that are good and with all things that are sustainable, I think, it took time. Yes. And um, so over time, 
we got some converts and uh, then it accumulated. And as the results continued to happen, it started to get harder and harder for um, folks to say, you know, maybe that that was coincidental or maybe that um, you got lucky or uh, the cumulative effects uh, began to um, bring some converts along. So. so it has been good for your business, you think? Yeah, very much How so. so. How so? So definitely reduced turnover. Um, you know, and these are the, this is the data, obviously, we, we're, we're gathering that's so important and what Canopy will help other companies gather, right? So, you know, one of the intentions of the Canopy program is to teach and help companies gather this sort of data, uh, both for their own purposes, but also for the larger purpose of making the argument to other companies that mm -hmm. this is an effective thing. So we've had turnover uh, has diminished considerably, almost cut in half in the last four years uh, since we really intentionally brought on this program, um, this way of doing business. Um, we also have a number of customers that uh, came aboard explicitly because of who we are oh. uh, and um, some of the more innovative practices we're doing in partnering with nonprofits uh, around employment opportunities to where we partner and go into certain customer spaces uh, we're picking up business in a way that we never have before um, that you know is is truly a values alignment between customer and us, the service provider. Mm -hmm. And it's really a new way of doing business. Um, so on the revenue side, we're picking up business. We have diminished turnover. Uh, we've certainly earned a reputation for ourselves in the community. Um, uh, Culture-wise, it's just better. How so? What's uh, better know, about the culture people, now? People, people, when they find purpose, when they feel when they trust who they work for, uh, well, I mean, just on the surface level, it's just more pleasant. Yes. Uh, but also, you know, I mean, you look at things like where do our employees come from? You know, well over half of our employees come from referrals from existing employees. Oh. So, you know, those sorts of things speak volumes. And when you're in a field like the janitorial business, um, those referrals are key. Uh, yes. You know, we have 900 people and we're constantly in need of people. So, uh, and because of the growth. So that's important. So for other businesses, would it be talent attraction that would motivate them? What are, what are the, what are the things that Canopy is, what's the message from Canopy to businesses that might be on the fence about right. this? So, yeah, we talk about this a lot. So, you know, there's a lot of evidence, um, right now that shows that younger folks want to work for companies that are operating this way yes um and they're seeking those out so there's that there's that data um there's the data that that shows that companies that uh, integrate social missions into their organization are just even mission driven in general mm -hmm. and that use uh, not, not use, but bring their employees along in that effort that really integrate that into their culture, that there is uh, data that shows that folks are sticking around mm -hmm. for those sorts of companies. Right. That they, so retention so as well retention, as attraction. The, yeah. Retention and attraction, yeah. And, yeah, and definitely the attraction component. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a day that the attraction component goes away because everybody's doing this, right? But, yes. But for right good, now, good point. <laughs> yeah. But for right now, there is that attraction mm -hmm. uh, to 
there's a certainly a set of people that are very interested in working for companies that are thinking this way. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. And and some of the research that I'm familiar with shows that companies are more profitable in the long run. Yeah. The social mission driven companies in the long run, short yeah. run, maybe not right. long run. Absolutely. Well, I obviously I suspect that to be true or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I do right. think it's a longer game. Yes. Um, but I think that what I'm seeing is your it's that values alignment with your customers to where right. you develop that trust to where it's more than just a service that we're offering them in terms of cleaning their building. They truly feel that by working with us, they're in alignment with their own values and their oh, own missions. That's a really good right? point. So then it becomes a whole different dynamic uh, with the customer. I'll bet. Uh, and, you know, so my suspicion is, and I mean, it's showing up now, but my suspicion is, is it's just going to be longer term relationships, uh, mm -hmm. which, of course, allow us to grow. Oh, you know, if we're right. losing business while we're picking it up, we don't right. grow nearly as quickly as we do when we keep all of our business and right. pick up business. So. Right. Well, it sounds like it's working well for you and it mm -hmm. sounds like you're ready to take the lessons you've learned through Canopy to help other companies do similar, probably not exactly the same. Right. It, it occurs to me that probably each company is going to be unique mm -hmm. in how they approach it because they're not all janitorial services. Correct. Or, uh, so you'll be helping them with their own unique challenges, I assume. That's correct. And, and yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, to me, as you, one little, I would say, not piece of advice, but one suggestion is, as maybe a startup or an existing business considers its social or environmental mission or the good that it wants to do, see if you can tie it to a problem that you face in your organization. See if you can tie it to something specifically that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Uh, to where the successful execution of that social or environmental mission not only does the good that you set out to do, um, but also addresses a problem that you're facing mm -hmm. within your business. So, so they're not that's separate. sort of tricky. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. integrated. It's, that would be your advice. That's right. So, okay. yeah. And to me, that's exciting. That's just an intellectual, yeah. creative sort of thing to, yeah, to think about. I agree. And when you land on that, um, yeah. That's when things can get really good. And it sounds like they have gotten really yeah. good. Any other advice, any takeaways that you'd like to either summarize or offer uh, to our listeners? Well, I would just suggest if you're not really familiar with this uh, at this point, this, this sort of new way of doing business and what's going on, dive into it. I mean, just, mm -hmm. just get on the internet, Google it. Uh, there's plenty of material and just start digging into it a little bit because what I believe and I'm not the only one, is that in 10 to 15 years, if you're not thinking this way, uh, you're going to have a tough time. So. Well, there's the timing is good for all of this. The business roundtable just a week ago mm -hmm. had 181 signatories, as I understand it, on a letter talking about the importance of purpose for risk management, survival of companies, among other things. Right. So. Uh, you were way ahead of them, <laughs> but it sounds like the, there's some momentum behind this yeah. approach to doing business. There certainly is. Yeah, that, that's a, that was an interesting move there. They, uh, for the first time in 20 years, they uh, removed uh, the language that essentially was around shareholder um, primacy over everything right. and uh, integrated uh, more language around uh, stakeholders uh, that the companies 
purpose is mm -hmm. to provide um, value um, and opportunity uh, and honesty, integrity uh, to stakeholders yeah. and to make a profit uh, right. for its shareholders right. uh, and to be transparent around that profit. Um, so there's a really interesting uh, transition there and you just see it happening more and more. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but to me, my contention is, is that the movement uh, really needs to take root in small and mid-sized businesses. How, why, why do you feel that way? <clears throat> well, as I spoke to earlier, uh, because we represent the majority of, of the right. resources Good. in yes. America, right? right. right. Um, and I think it, we're going to be more agile that it's going to be easier for us to do that than right. it is going to be for the larger corporations to make those pivots. Not publicly traded, uh, that's for correct. one thing. That that's would, correct. I would assume, be a very different that is challenge if for a yeah. publicly traded company. Yeah, so those companies, I feel like, aren't going to be able to make these moves until uh, consumer consciousness uh, completely swings in the direction of demanding uh, mm -hmm. that these things occur. Uh, so when people start speaking with their dollars and demanding that companies do this, it's going to require right. those shifts up top. But until then, uh, that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll, that day we'll, will come. we'll start here. That day will yeah. come, I think. Probably sooner rather than later yeah. would be my yeah. guess, but yeah. we'll see. Well, there, you know, there's obviously some movement towards it at those uh, in the larger corporations. Yeah. You can see that happening. Yeah. Some so. of the larger corporations are buying B Corps. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, which is an interesting way to address the challenge. Sure. I'm not sure I understand exactly where that's leading, but it's mm -hmm. really an interesting observation from right. my observation that that's happening. Right. All right. Well, we really thank you for joining us and talking about the mm -hmm. canopy as well as your uh, position with FMS and how you got where you are. Anything else about Canopy that you would like for your listeners to know in terms of how they might get involved or how they might get in touch? Any, anything well, else? Go ahead and visit us on our website. Okay. You know, we're at canopyky.org. Mm -hmm. So come check us out, canopyky.org. And um, you know, we still hold, being true to our values, we still hold general meetings uh, that anybody can attend mm -hmm. to give updates. And uh, we also put out a newsletter so you can hop on our website and get on our newsletter to know uh, when our events are coming. We have events across the state uh, coming up here in the next several months. And uh, yeah, we'd love for you to join this movement. Is it possible for people outside of the state to attend these events as well? Sure. Okay. Yeah, they're open door to anybody. Okay, very good. Thanks again, Scott, for sure. all of your wonderful advice and observations. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Culture Cafe. If you liked what you heard, connect with us at millerconsultants.com. You can access the show notes and receive our free materials. See you next episode.